Welcome into the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams. And let's give a little cheer for my man, Chris Carrier, my co-host in crime, both on TV and here on the podcast. He picked the champion right. He picked Joey Logano. So kudos to him. As I said last week, you really could make a, could have made a case for any of the four drivers. But Joey Logano's the man. He wins the championship, his second career championship. And what's interesting about it is he is only... The set, he's the first Ford driver since David Pearson to have more than one championship. That's just an incredible stat. You think about how many amazing drivers have driven for Ford and how long it's been since David Pearson was in the sport. So congratulations to Joey. The championship with a, a little bit of a dark cloud with the sad announcement of the passing of Coy Gibbs right after his son Ty wins the Xfinity Series championship. That night he passes away. Much love and condolences going out to Joe, to Ty, to the entire Gibbs family and Joe Gibbs racing as a whole. I never really got to interact much with Coy, um, you know, when he started taking over and running the operations of Joe Gibbs racing after the passing of J.D. Gibbs. That was right during covid and so we didn't have a lot of interaction with owners and, and drivers and, and thus such during that time period. And we're just now getting to the point where we're getting to to have those interactions. I did sit on the press conference with him at Martinsville just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he had to sit up there and defend Ty's actions from the week from the night before. And you could just tell that he loved his boy and that he would defend him. He didn't always approve with what he was doing. Like he was stern and he was he was definitely saying that there will be consequences for the behavior, but there was love there and you could tell that there was love in that family. You know, I just feel for Joe, you know, that's both of his sons, you know, that he's had to bury. And so so sad such a tragedy for Joe Gibbs racing for the racing community as a whole. Uh, Corey really starting to make his name and make his, um, you know, his way as a, as a vice president and an owner of, of Joe Gibbs racing. And so he will be sorely missed in the racing community. This week, going to mix things up a little bit with our guests with NASCAR being finished. We're going to chat with uh, top fuel NHRA champion, Brittany Force, two-time champion. She's the only female to win a championship in top fuel, except for the great Shirley Mulvaney. So we'll talk to Brittany about being, uh, you know, part of history in that sport. And then, of always, as always, Chris joins us. So we'll catch up with him first. We are joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the Camping World Truck Series. Chris, you were right last week with your prediction. Joey Logano wins the Cup Series championship. He becomes the first multi-championship Ford driver since David Pearson. Wow. Yes, I know, it's true. How big is this championship for Ford and for Logano? Well, I, I think, you know, if, if that, with that fact you just uh, uh, alluded to, Heather, that's pretty pretty big. You know, since David Pearson, who's one of the greatest drivers of all time and, and, uh, and won a lot of races in Ford products, uh, mostly with the Wood Brothers. But uh, I think this is huge. I think it's a it's been a good year for Roger Penske racing overall with the IndyCar Championship and this championship. I have a good friend, Mark Nichols, who is one of the main players in that team. Uh, and... Just talking to him last couple of three weeks each week, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can tell they were, there was a lot of determination in this. And 
I heard part of Joey's pre-race interview about, you know, hey, this is not just another race. You, it's a, that's a cliche, try to run like another race. He said, well, this is not another race. This is the championship, and we, it's about, you know, going over all the details, all you can. Don't leave anything untouched. And I think that's what they did. And, you know, from knowledge of experience in that shop, in that, in that race team, in that organization, that's what they're famous for. They're famous for going over all the details, covering all the bases. And they did a very good job of that, including the driver, the pit crew, everybody involved. And I just think, to be honest with you, I think they were a little bit more prepared than the other three. Uh, I think they, they felt like it was their championship to win. And, you know, this is uh, Joey's second one, and I, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty big deal. You know, first, first one for the next-gen car, so you're never going to be able to take that away. And uh, uh, I, think, I think pretty huge, pretty huge. Championship Sunday did have an awful dark cloud over it with the announcement before the race at Coy Gibbs. Joe Gibbs' son and Ty's father passed away just hours after Ty won the Xfinity Series Championship. Chris, I lost my dad seven years ago. I know how tough it can be to lose someone unexpectedly like this. For the Gibbs family and for Joe Gibbs, now he's lost both sons. What did Coy mean for the racing community? Well, I can't say that, that I was uh, knew him very well. I never worked for Joe Gibbs or never worked around Coy. I, I knew him kind of from a distance a little bit. I do know this, uh, since Sunday, I have seen and heard a lot of expressions of people talking how, uh, how sweet of a person, how sweet of a heart and a personality he had. And you know, Heather, I, this just brings us all back to reality Championship weekend was a big deal. A lot of hype, a lot of work, a lot of effort put into everything, uh, a lot of finances spent, so on and so forth. To, to you know how huge this is, the Super Bowl of of NASCAR stock car racing. But this take it all. All that takes second fiddle to something like this. I, I can't imagine where. Coach Gibbs, his wife, his family, you know, where their minds and hearts are right now. I'm very thankful that they have a strong faith and they can lean on that. Uh, I know from experience, that's, that's the only thing that's got me through some tough times. And, I, I, you know, I know the NASCAR family is, yeah, we fight and scratch with one another. We compete against one another. We, we, we battle each other hard, so on and so forth. Sometimes we don't like one another very well, have differences of opinion, but when it comes to something like this, everybody, everybody knows, okay, what we do is second fiddle to family and to keeping up with our own and supporting our own. Um, I don't know, they're a strong family uh, again, I can't imagine. I, ju I just can't grasp it, you know, of how, how he is getting through this. But, you know, uh, pray for him, lift him up, the whole family, and, and that's really the best thing we can do. And I'm sure they'll, they'll pick up and go on. Um, I, I feel for all of the employees, at, at not only the family, but the employees, because, the, you, know, you know, it's human. They're sitting there thinking, okay, what's, what happens now? You know, where do we go from here? Um, you know, sometimes life is a hard road, and this, this is a hard road for those people. Hard, hard bump in the road. I never had much dealing with him either. Um, 
He was at the track more often after JD passed mm -hmm. away. Uh, but I will say this, things you can tell about. He loved his family, especially yep. Ty. He was yep. always very supportive of him even when he had to discipline him and he loved the sport. And yep. he's gonna leave a lasting impression. You could just tell on all the driver's faces, not even just the ones that drove for him. You could see that he he definitely made an impact in everybody's life. I was watching something where, where Dale Jarrett was talking about him, you know, on the pre-race show uh, before Phoenix race and they were they were all talking and, and you know, I could tell on Dale Jarrett's face, he's a pretty stern guy, pretty tough customer, pretty, pretty business-like and everything. But now he, he, you know, Dale, uh, Dale Jarrett's life was changed when he went to drive for and work for Joe Gibbs Racing. And I think you talk to other people down down the road that's been there, Bobby Labonte and other people, Tony Stewart. They're going to tell you what Joe Gibbs and his family meant to them not only being a race car driver or a crew chief or whatever the case may be, but growing as a human being and as a family man, that's the kind, that's the kind of things you can't, you just can't go anywhere and, and get, you know, you can't find a lot of places, but, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm hoping that, that uh, you know, God will give them the peace through this tough time to, to be able to rest and, and, and that he'll heal them. And I know that's what Coach Gibbs and his family will lean on. That's what they're faced about. So uh, we can rejoice for that part anyway. When we look back at the season, it was incredible. 19 different winners, unbelievable yes, finishes at Bristol Dirt and Martinsville and on and on. What do you remember most about this season? You know, Heather, it's just, you know, this season more to me has been more of a blur. Than, than than any uh, that I can even imagine. Even I, I can't remember any season from all the things just like you just mentioned that went on, and and with the 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 concept of a brand new car. We're not talking about a remodeled car or a remade car. We're talking about a brand new idea. Everything with with this next gen car coming on, and all the you know all the quirks and quirks with it, the, the little things here and there, and then some things were a little bit major things. We had thought safety issues and so on and so forth, fires and, and uh, loose wheels and so on, but everybody, you know, going through and still trying to win all those races. Like you said, we had 19 different winners. That, that is just, that's almost unimaginable. Uh, but that just shows you where the competition is. And now it's like uh, we've, we've got through this first season and, and uh, with the next gen car, we're looking at 2023. There's going to be a lot of changes and driver lineups and things and going on in the next season. And man, it just it just promises to uh, be even better, I think. So with the book pretty much closed on 2022, what are you looking most forward to next year? Well, I think that the, everybody, I mean, the kind of the elephant in the room to me is, it, well, it's not me now, but maybe it is me, but it's like, okay, how's Kyle Busch going to do at RCR in, in, a, in a Chevrolet and not in a, uh, not in a toy, not in a Toyota. And of course now we're, you know, we've, we've got Coy, Coy Gibbs death and everything that, that kind of really, really kind of puts a, a, a cloud over this about, okay, he's going to be leaving Joe Gibbs after so many years and so much success. Um, I think that people are going to be looking at that and saying, okay, how can Kyle Busch, will, will his, will his uh, career kind of revamp? Will he just push reset and go and have a bunch of success with children's racing, which kind of needs more success? Uh, I think that's one of the big stories. I think, okay, that we're going to look at, will the safety issues disappear? 
you know, we'll, we'll get guys that are, okay, we're, we're, we can crash and crash hard, which is going to happen now. It's going to happen in, in, in any type of stock car racing and, and walk away and not have concussion issues. Can we not have so many fires? Can we not have these little problems that keep coming up during races, uh, bent, bent suspension pieces and so on that knock guys out of races? Can we solve all that stuff and have more cars finishing the races under full power? Um, I, I look at all that like, okay, what, what's next? But I think the biggest story is, you know, how will Kyle Busch do? I think more people will be focusing attention on that. And uh, who knows? I, I, I have no reason to think that he won't be pretty doggone good. Thank you for joining me today and doing this. Of course. Thank you. Um, so just talk about what this has been like. Obviously, your second world championship. How exciting is it uh, to get the, get the season-long championship again? Uh, it's the ultimate goal. It's what our team, you know, when we came on, actually our team came on in 2019, David Grubnick, Max Savage, all this crew. Uh, we've been together pretty much since 2019. There's been a couple editions, but um, we've been chasing it since then. We've been chasing a championship. It's every team, every driver, every crew guy's goal out there. The ultimate goal is a championship. And coming in this season, um, we had a number two on our car. And this team is, they're incredible. We sit down after every weekend and talk about how we can improve, how we can be better. Because at the end of this thing, we want that number one spot. So we chased it all season long and uh, had a great season. And we ended up on top in Pomona at the last race of the season. I know. I was gonna mention. I was gonna ask you. You you were kind of the top team all year. Is it hard being chased like that? You know, having everybody with their with their you know target set on you. It definitely changes the mentality of it. So in the past, when I won in 2017, we were chasing the number one guy and we were able to get around him at the last race of the season in Pomona in the second round was when we bumped up around him and got that championship. This season, we've been, yes, the leading, the, you know, leading the pack. We've been in that number one spot all season long. And then right when our countdown began, the final six races where the championship kicks off, uh, we fell behind and, then we were chasing and then it's what, so it was this back and forth thing, but uh, the, the final race, yes, we went in as a points leader. We're able to leave as a points leader. So uh, from a historical standpoint, only two females have ever won top fuel championship. Uh, uh, Shirley has three. Now you have two. Have you thought about the, 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 the history? I mean, you're within one championship of, of tying one of the greats of all time. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, the cool thing is, is um, Eric Anders won in pro stock and she has multiple championships, but just to see the sport grow, um, especially with females coming into it in the sportsman division, there's tons of girls. Um, I compete against two females in my category. There's one female in funny car. Erica Anders, like I said, just won the championship in pro stock. So there's, I mean, a mix of girls coming in and not just driving the cars, but a lot of them are crew. They work on these cars. They're the ones that are pulling these engines apart and rebuilding them in between rounds. So it's pretty incredible to see the sport grow, especially in the you know female department. Your family has such a history in this sport. What does it mean to, to add on another championship for the force name? Uh, I'm very proud of it. It's my number second championship. Um, you know, there's moments through your season where you don't know if you're ever going to get there. You're going to reach it and and you have setbacks, but it's, you know, the way the team pulls together and, and pushes forward through those setbacks. So I'm very proud of this championship. I'm proud to be, you know, the only reason we got here was because of everybody involved at John First Racing. It wasn't just me as a driver. It wasn't just 
my team, but it was everybody involved it took to get us here. And now we add one more to John Force Racing, which is very exciting. I feel like you guys have the shortest off season in any sport. Uh, when do you guys start preparing, uh, stop celebrating and start preparing for next year? Our off season is a little bit longer this season. So typically our season runs from February to November, uh, February till November. Um, this time around, we pick up, we start in March until November. So we get a little bit more time, but usually we start, we go into testing right in January. It'll probably be pushed back a little bit. So we do get a little bit of a, a longer off time, which is nice. Is it nice to be able to enjoy this in a little bit more, not automatically have to start thinking about next year? Yeah, it is. I'm ready for a little bit of a break to go into the holidays with my family and just have a little bit of downtime, but I'm also coming off such on coming out of off such a high from this win. It's like, oh gosh, okay, I want to get back there and I want to do it all over again. I want to chase down my third one. So it's, um, it's a little bit of both. It's, you need that rest at home, but I'm already amped up because of this win, this championship to do it again. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the championship. For my final thought, let's put a bow on the championship season. You hear, heard Chris talk about his top moments from the season. When I think about this year, I'm going to think about three races specifically that stick out in my mind. First of all, the clash at the Coliseum. Nobody had any ever seen anything like that, and man, was that a show. So many people thought that that was going to be a disaster. It was anything but. It was highly entertaining. Joey Logano does what he does, which is win things for the first time. You know, he won the first dirt race. This year he won the first championship in the next-gen car, and he won that first race at the Clash for the, at the Coliseum, and it was it was darned entertaining. Then the second race I'll think of will be the dirt race here at Bristol. I was standing in Victory Lane, which if you've been at Bristol, you know that Victory Lane overlooks turns three and four. Watching the end of this race with my mouth open. I mean, Tyler Reddick's going to win this race. It's his race to win. He gets he gets taken out, not on purpose, but, you know, a little bonsai move by Chase Briscoe. They wreck in between three and four. And here comes Kyle Busch, the king of Bristol, into the championship. I have only one other time in my life seen the driver more surprised to be in victory lane than Kyle Busch at that moment. And uh, it was really fun just from the perspective of he's really good at Bristol, but he's not good on dirt. So for him to be able to steal one on the dirt like that, I think was special to him because he wants to win every time he comes to Bristol, no matter what the surface. And so getting that done was a big deal for him. His only win of the season, by the way, which is hard to believe. And then, of course, the third race that stands out this year was Martinsville. The last Martinsville, the cutoff for the championship four and the move that Ross Chastain made. I think I talked about this earlier on the podcast after Martinsville, but I didn't actually see that in real time. I was shooting video as I do at the races. So here comes Christopher Bell. Great story. You know, wins his way into the championship four. I'm following him. I'm following him into turn one after he crossed after he crossed the start finish line. And I hear the crowd erupt. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? Who's fighting? It's the first thing in my mind, right? Because it's Martinville and that's what people do. They fight. So I'm like, who's fighting? What's going on? And then I see this battered car of Ross Chastain drive by, turn around and look on the video board, and I really couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it was really hard to see on the video board, but basically I could see him beat Hamlin to the line. I could hear his people screaming, 
you, 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 you got in, you got in, we got in, we got in. And it wasn't until a few minutes later after I'd done all my interviews that I actually got to sit down in the media center and watch the replay. And I, 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 there are no words for what I saw. At first I thought, well, this has got to be sped up. But then I started reading the comments. No, this is, this is real. This is real life and real speed. And this actually happened. And it's, it's, well, I've seen some incredible things at the racetrack in my 20 plus years. This is up there. This is definitely up there as the wildest, craziest, most incredible things I've ever seen at the racetrack. And it was the perfect, not quite ending because there was one more race yet, but the perfect punctuation on a series in a year that was full of twists and turns. So Joey Logano is the champ. Lots of things happened. 19 winners this year. It was quite a ride. Now, I will pop in and out of here um, during the offseason as we get access to guests or talk to different people. I'll probably do some sort of podcast uh, the week of the NASCAR Champions Banquet because I will be in Nashville for that. So we'll probably put together something during that. But our next regular scheduled podcast will be probably two weeks, maybe a week before the start of the regular season, sometime around the clash. So thank you for going on this amazing ride, season one of my podcast, and we will see you in LA.